0: Let me tell you today about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, or you can record it on another device or platform and transfer it to Anchor. It will distribute your podcast for you through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast right in one place.
1: Uh,
2: Welcome into the five tool fantasy baseball podcast. Um, Yes, Corona's Corona's that's uh, everybody's talking about it. Yes, I'm talking about the beer, the Corona extras, nine Corona's welcome in uh, here in this uh, melancholy episode of the five tool fantasy baseball podcast. I'm here with uh, the normal guys. Art Tornabeni. You can follow him at Art underscore T underscore Z.
1: Yeah, how you guys doing?
2: And uh, we're here with Eric Mendelson, and you can follow him at E underscore Men underscore D. What's going on? So I saw this on Twitter: some white dad in Florida
3: is going. I'll have a Corona. Hold the virus.
2: <laughs> I also. Um, on that same subject, while we're on bad taste. Um, I also saw someone said if someone got corona disease and had Lyme, they could say, uh, you have corona with a side of Lyme. Oh, no. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. That's
0: pretty bad. I, the best one I saw was about the World Health Organization putting out a, 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 a flyer that said that dogs don't get the coronavirus. So there had been dogs that were quarantined and the world health organization is W H O. So it was literally who let the dogs out. Uh, that was, <laughs> the <best>. that, that <laughs> was the best. That was the best one. Good. I've seen That's so. Far. Yeah.
2: Jeez. Well, we're talking about it, you know, I think you have to poke a little fun at it just in the whole craziness of everything going on in the world. Uh, I think we can all agree. This is something that we all, uh, have never seen and probably will never see again in our lifetimes. Um so let's real like while we're on the subject here, um let's hop into our uh our news and notes. And what else is there to talk about the uh the COVID-19, otherwise known as the coronavirus. Um we th- we're a baseball pack guest, so we're just going to talk strictly about the baseball effect. But um, every single sport, I believe except golf, um, has gone on a hiatus. Uh, so there will be no, pretty much no sports for the next at least uh, 30 days. Um, baseball just announced today that they're going to suspend their season at least the next two weeks. So, um, Art, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on MLB uh, having in this at least this two-week suspension, if not longer?
0: I I have a hard time wrapping my head around this whole thing how quickly it's been moving. You know, I've seen a lot of different things that this country has gone through September 11th. September 11th we missed like a football weekend and then everyone was back or, you know, back playing and it was a sign of a strong country. This is this type of thing the way it's it's affecting us uh having the baseball season start 2 weeks late it's it sucks but i can't uh i can't really say that it's the wrong call it's the right call but i i i've never had sports affected in my life by anything and so it's blowing my mind
2: eric what do you think
3: i think it's pretty crazy i mean you know, everybody was anticipating the 26th to start. You're probably drafting soon. Spring training is going on. And I think from this perspective, there's been a lot of injuries to to prominent players Justin Berlander, John Carlos
2: up. Don't get to my next point before I ask it.
3: Okay. Um, I, I just think it's it's crazy. Um. You know, if the season, we don't know. It's going to start at least two weeks later. Let's say it starts a month later. Are they going to extend the season by a month? Are they going to cut down games? You know, this it's going to inter it's going to overlap with other seasons as well or other sports as well. So, you know, if basketball is going into the summer, there might be scheduling conflicts. Um, you know, if two if two uh, teams are in the playing home games at the same time. So, kind of like Art said, this is unprecedented. Before we haven't really seen anything and. You know, stuff is changing by the hours. So I think you just have, kind of have
1: to,
2: you know, pay as close attention as you can. Well, Eric, since you wanted to be an eager McBeaver and get to my next question, so my, my next question: um, how how do you feel about the guys now that uh, we were kind of thinking we were going to avoid in drafts? So I'm talking about the Justin Verlanders, the Don uh, Carlos Stans, the Aaron Judges. Um, if you're having a draft. Uh, per se this weekend, which a lot of people um, were planning to draft this weekend. Um, what is your mindset for these players if you have to draft uh, before there's a definite timeline? So, uh, Eric, I'll start with you.
3: Yeah, so I my general rule of thumb is I don't draft injured players before the season starts. But now I think you have to value them where they're falling, um, you know, someone like John Carlos Stanton I probably still won't take because he'll get hurt. Um, probably uh walking out of his house. But someone like Aaron Judge or Justin Verlander, especially in a points league, I would probably not fade them as much because they're gonna be rested. You know, they're they're not even throwing at at spring training. They're literally taking the same kind of regimen that everybody else is taking right now. And uh So I think it depends on where you have your draft spot, but I'm now more open
2: to taking injured players than I previously was. Or I want to ask you specifically on the pitching side, guys like Justin Verland or Mike Clevinger, um, is this break that they're going to be experiencing, is that going to help or hurt them? Because at this point they're trying to build themselves up and taking a couple week hiatus in the middle of spring training, um, what is that gonna do for some of these
0: pitchers? well yeah it, you, you, they're gonna have to start have more spring training games when they kick back in they can't they're not gonna be able to jump right into the major league baseball season they're gonna it, it, they're probably still on a throwing program they're probably keeping their arms warm, but they're not gonna play games they're gonna have to ramp back up for season form once they come back for this. I think some injured guys. As far as drafting them, I think you can look at them a lot differently now. I went last night on, on the, the MLB fantasy injury report, and I was looking at the expected return dates. Now, when someone says a return date, you, you take it as like a soft number. Like, you don't, don't think it's the gospel truth. But Clevenger is April 14th, verlander is April 7th. Griffin Canning is April 17th. You know, uh, Miles Michaelis is April 15th. A lot of the pitching is scheduled to be coming back mid April. It's about two weeks after the season is scheduled to start about when it would be uh, restarting. If this is the minimum, if the minimum amount of time passes. So these guys look like they're going to be coming back about at the start of the season. I think their value goes up.
2: So, are we in agreement here that uh, pretty much all the value of these injured guys are all now going up and uh, you know, what's interesting is I would be wondering if a lot of these uh, draft rankings, if these players don't rise, Um, I think that's going to be interesting in the fantasy industry just to see um, if rankings change. So guys like Justin Verlander who are slipping to end of the second, um, beginning of the third round, um, uh, uh, you know, Scherzer, Bunch of these guys, are they going to go back to their um, old ADPs? Yeah,
3: I I certainly feel someone better uh, about someone like Clevenger, who doesn't have a uh, injury to his arm. It's more like a, a torn um, ligament in his knee. Not saying that that's any better, but someone like Miles Michaelis, who's having an elbow difficulty, um, I, I'm still not crazy about that. Just because it is a long season. So even though he's getting a little bit more rest, that that still worries me a little bit.
2: Fair enough. Uh, my last mm-hmm. question for you guys, um, and Art, I'll start with you. Talking about draft season, we had actually a little discussion pre-show about this kind of um, foreshadowing what one of my questions was going to be. Uh, if you have not had a draft yet, do you continue on with your scheduled draft date, or do you wait for more news to come out before you uh, – reschedule your draft so uh to start with you for that question
0: I think that the simple answer is you keep your draft uh there's a lot most leagues have many leagues have already drafted I know these next two weekends were the big draft uh, draft heavy weekends but many leagues have already drafted uh they're stuck with their teams um when you're when you're going your you got your draft set I'm amped up our draft is this weekend. I'm ready to do it. I've been studying with this, trying to be at my best for this weekend. I want to have it. Uh, putting it off to me is is really anticlimactic. I'm just speaking from the heart here. I understand putting it off. Um, I think that it is uh, it is in a way wise, but also this is a game of chance. We're all taking the same chance.
2: Eric, as a a commissioner of this said league, what are your thoughts? Art, I wish you could you could see over the phone right now. I'm raising
3: my fist. I mean, I think he put it he put it you know pretty well. And the way we draft is uh, a lot of us show up in person and do it. Uh, We have eight out of the twelve people showing up, Um, and that that's big for us. You know, we like to get together and to you know, this is kind of the one time of year that a lot of people get to meet and interact with one another and I think that's that's important for keeping the league strong during the season there's going to be lulls in July where it gets a little boring where people take vacation but I think having those relationships and smack talk is built from the draft itself Um, it's really unfortunate this situation and there's you know obviously this is only a fantasy podcast there's bigger situations going on in the world but uh, it's, it's a big inconvenience but I think Art put it best, this is a game of chance, and everybody has the same playing field. Nobody has any more information than the other.
2: All right, fair enough. Um, Now, obviously, this is not something that's going to be going away, so we'll be touching. uh, We're going to be still uh, grinding out episodes each week for you guys. Um, We're going to be still doing our position previews. Uh, We'll be diving into more in-depth analysis if we have some time before the regular season starts. Um, It's only going to allow us to give you the best content and the most in-depth we can get. Um, So please make sure you keep checking in each week for us to help you win your league this year. Um, That being said, let's go to our position previews. We are reviewing outfielders today.
1: You ready? Ready, ready, ready. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah!
2: Uh, Eric, I know. You know where this is from. Art, do you have any idea where that song is from?
0: On, I have no idea.
2: Best, base, best video game ever.
0: <laughs> what video game is that from?
2: Art, the moment we are done with our podcast, I want you to Google the MVP Baseball 2005 soundtrack. Alright. And listen to all the songs on there because they are legendary.
0: I'm writing this down.
2: <laughs> um... So we are, as I said, we are looking at outfielders. Uh, Outfielders are obviously um, a lot of leagues. You have five outfielders. So it's a position that you need to fill with a lot of guys. Um, Most of the other positions, you need to just plug in a couple. So we're going to go 60 deep here. So if you're in a 12-team league, um, that will cover uh, your five outfielders. Um, So I'm going to start with... Again, first let's do it with guys we like. So, just give me a couple names of guys that you're targeting in your drafts. Um, again, let's let's try to avoid the easy's, the uh, you know, the Cody Bellingers, the Mookie Betts, the ones everybody knows. Let's let's dig a little deeper here. Are um, we not? Are we not doing our
3: bust in the top ten, breakout and sleeper?
2: Let's let's start first. Let's do your likes then we'll do our sleepers and then we'll do our busts and then if there's others in the top 10 specifically that you want to address that you want to stay away from we'll touch that at the end Uh, so let's start our first uh, eric give me a couple guys that you like
3: uh i like and david i know you'll like this uh eddie rosario uh he's only 27 years old so i think he has the potential to get better Actually played with a a calf or leg issue at the end of – or second half of last season, so I think that slowed him down a little bit. Minnesota's lineup is stacked, and he is an RBI machine. Um, You know, he can hit the ball for power. He can hit it in gaps for uh, some doubles. He's the 17th-ranked outfielder right now, so I definitely think that's a a big sleeper uh, potential right there. Same with Whit Merrifield, uh, who's only two spots higher. He has second base eligibility as well, and I know the Royals aren't going to be a good team, but he's actually led MLB in hits in the past couple of seasons. He hits a top of the lineup, so plenty of opportunity. Um, I don't think he's going to be anything sexy, but I, I think he's a consistent player that you you put in whether it be second base or outfield, and you feel comfortable with him starting day in day out. Doesn't get you many minus three
2: days. Okay. Art, uh, who are you looking at in the outfielders?
0: I am looking at clumps of players. I'm looking at, at – when I look down the draft board, I'm looking at areas where there are a lot of good outfielders usually going, and I'm trying to decide where among those guys I want to pick. I like the area – I'm looking at the ESPN. Uh, uh,
2: thank you, actually, Art. I don't want to interrupt you. Thank you. I was about to bring that up. We – when we talk about our rankings, we are looking at the ESPN ADP. Um, a lot of guys on most websites are going to be somewhat similar, um, but since we do our draft on ESPN, those are the rankings we'll consult. But again, um, uh, whatever site you use for your uh, ADP, just know that we're uh, referencing the ESPN ADP. So go ahead, Art. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I think that there's a there's a clumping here, and and you know that's something I advise you to, to look at in your league. Look for clumps of players that you like together right around 100. There's a lot of good players, Ben Intendi, uh, Solaire, Brantley. Brantley is someone I love. Uh, he's just a great hitter. He, he doesn't strike out a lot and he's hitting in the Houston lineup that who knows what it, it whether it's going to take any hits this season with the, uh, with uh, with with uh, being the butt of the league, but Brantley is a professional hitter. I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to do well. Uh, I like Max Kepler a lot as well. He's going a little bit further down the draft board. He's another guy who doesn't strike out a lot. And that's a really good thing. Like there's not a lot of those guys. Uh, but you go back, you go down the line. I've got Andrew McCutcheon going very late. He's really good. I got Alex Verdugo going past pick 200. He's a guy who I think is, you know, could have a good season. He's questionable right now. Um, uh, but there's a lot of value up and down the outfield board.
2: Uh, I agree with, again, everything you guys were saying. Um, a couple more I might throw in there. Um, Charlie Blackman, um, he's the 10th-ranked outfielder, but con- consistently year after year, especially in the uh, in Colorado Stadium, I mean, he's, he's going to give you a good batting average. He's going to give you a lot of runs. Um, he's just a very steady presence to have in your lineup. Um, and... Uh, I, I think he sometimes gets a little overlooked. Another guy that um, I think kind of got ranked down a little bit because he had his first kind of off year, if you want to say that, is Marcelo Zuna. Ah, um, he, only had two, he only had a two forty-three batting average, um, but to contribute 29 home runs, 89 RBIs, and 12 steals. I do think a lot of players perform better uh, when they hit, when they go to the Braves. Look at Josh Donaldson. Um, look at the Johan Camargos of the world. Um, you look at the uh, uh, Tyler Flowers and uh, these guys that don't, aren't necessarily the greatest hitters, but they become good hitters. Dansby Swatson starting to come around. Uh, I think the Braves just are a great team to have build your hitting, and I would not be surprised that he plugs in in that fourth spot. And he has a great bounce-back season. And, again, he's going as the number 20th ranked outfielder. Um, and then our, you touched on him, too. Andrew Benatendi, I think it's one of those um, you guys that, again, coming off a bad year, hasn't done anything great the last year and a half or so. Um, you're basically, at this point, it's a value pick. Um, you know, he's he hasn't done, again, anything the last year and a half. But um, when you're getting him – you know, uh, the 26th ranked outfielder. I think at that point, the cost is cheap enough where the upside is is worth um, drafting him and going to get him. David, I wish we had um, some
3: sort of pod bet to uh, bet on Marcelo Zuna because I feel completely opposite of you.
2: Oh, I mean, we can map a pod find bet
3: something that we can bet on about. I agree with your point about about Braves. Witness. Well, I've owned him before. He's very stressful. You rely on him to hit home runs um, or or to get extra base hits. Uh,
2: if I'm not mistaken, I think he was He was hurt. He was hurt. Sure I mean, well. I
3: drafted him at the beginning. But he you don't know what hitter you're getting with him. Um, he, he's, he has a lot of minus three, minus four games. And to your point about Josh Donaldson doing well, Josh Donaldson had a very good second half. And I think that inflated his numbers his first half although his hard hit rate was very good. I mean, he still put up underperforming numbers in a stacked lineup.
2: I would be interested to also see if he hits behind, or I'm sorry, in front of Freddie Freeman. If they put Ozuna at like the three and Freddie Freeman at the four, um, to have him behind him, he might get a lot more pitches to hit than having a slumping Paul Goldschmidt hitting behind him.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I think they're probably going to bat him fourth. Uh, behind Freeman, as I think Freeman's got that spot. But um, I can check roster resource is a great thing to check on this. Right now, roster resource has has uh, Ozuna hitting fourth behind Freeman. Okay, with Travis, Travis Darnold, uh as his Ooh. protection, so
1: <laughs>
0: not very protected. It's no, like an I, inspired.
1: Again, uh, I think we'll not have to very see. Expected. <laughs> oh no what a comparison
0: that's what you come here for that's what you come here
2: for but I will point this out in 2018 he had 23 home runs and 3 steals and last year he had 29 home runs and 12 steals um, so I mean he's quadrupling his steals in this past from this past season and he's also increased his home run total um, and he did it in under 500 at bats. I don't know. I, I just, uh, something we, uh, every, all the listeners can hear right now. Eric and I very much disagree on Marcelo Ozuna. But uh, time will tell. This is good. He's we agree on a right lot. We that. need
3: things we disagree on.
2: That's very true.
0: Um, well, I, I think Ozuna, if you look at his Babbitt last year, it went way down below his career rates. I think he just expects some regression right, on that. I say Azuna's BABIP went way down uh, last year. Get a
1: life, nerd!
2: I was waiting for the first, the first static or uh, statistic comment. Uh,
0: so his babbip uh, is two fifty-seven. Get a life, nerd! <laughs> last year. Uh, it was 309 the year before. It was 355 the year before. I think you could expect it to go back up to about 300. That's where he's been most of his career. Uh, I So his batting average, I think he's going to go up a little bit. But his walk percentage went up a lot last year with that lower BABIP. So you'd be losing a little bit. Of, you might lose a little bit of the walks. Maybe the patience that he was trying to use lowered his BABIP. Well, who knows? Uh, but I, I like him as well. Eric, you're out I hungry. also
3: don't like that little little <laughs> yellow patch he
2: has. Ugly. Yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about some of the ones we like. Um, let's go to some busts. Um, so this time, let me start with you, Art. Who are some busts that you currently are trying to avoid in your drafts?
0: Uh, Joey Gallo is someone who I'm really trying to Did avoid. Did you read my notes? uh that's no easy pick, I think that uh, great, yeah, <laughs> that's the easy that's the easy pick okay well i I tried to go up high a little bit, I'm a pretty big fan of most of the people who are up high, I think uh, Gallo is where I'm really the first one where I'm really like I'm not sure um but uh, Gallo, um honestly, Victor Robles is someone whom I think might disappoint a little bit this year uh he has he doesn't hit the ball very hard he managed to put out um around 18 home runs last year but he he he's one of the softer hitters in the game his uh, his uh, his hard hit percentage is pretty low so uh, maybe that's just a, him being fast and putting the ball on the ground to leg out base hits but uh I, i'm not trusting that as much as some of the guys who uh, who really whack the ball around
2: Eric, uh
3: who do you have is not? So there's a few people. One for his ADP, JD Martinez. Uh I think losing Mookie Betts really hurts. Uh I'm not a big Ben attendee fan, although I think he bounces back a little bit, but I think Devers regresses. And I think Bogart's is solid. But JD Martinez is mostly a DH now. And I remember he publicly came out last year and said that he'd be all in favor of playing less games. I could see him having more rest days. I, I think he's a good player, but for the seventh-ranked outfielder, fading um, him a little bit. Uh, Max Kepler, just because that's my pick for him to get busted with steroids. Sorry, Art. Um, and I, uh, Jorge, Jorge Soler as well. Um, I know that he is uh, ranked down compared to last year, but I don't think he hits 48 homers again. the The Royals lineup isn't that good, and He's not hitting home runs, he strikes out a bunch. And of course, John Carlos Stanton, uh, even whenever he's available, uh certainly will not take him.
2: Uh, I think you will ah. take him if he drops
3: enough. Maybe maybe with like my twenty first round pick. I mean but that's still I'd assume him. somebody would take him before the twenty first round.
2: Well probably so, but I think you might take him before that. Um, um with the on art on Joey Gallo, I think um yeah, I mean last year, uh the guy's hitting uh you know, he finished the year hitting two fifty three. Um I know he was hurt. Um, but this is a guy um that was the definition of a walk. He's the modern day Adam Dunn. Run. Yes. Uh he had 59% of his plate appearances end in a walk, a strikeout, or a home run, um, and I think that a lot of these times you have to be careful um, when one a guy has a you know a year like he had last year. Um, I think people are like, oh, his batting average is decent now. Now he's going to be an all-around hitter. Um, I I'm one of those guys. I need to see it multiple years before I'm all in. I, I can't. I don't like going off of just a one year. Um, analysis one year kind of bases off of it so um, I'm staying away from that as well especially in a points league all those strikeouts um, are going to just weigh you down Um, and the other guy um, that I have is uh, Austin Meadows Um, Austin Meadows is currently ranked as the number 12 outfielder I've had Austin Meadows um, in at least one league in the last two uh, both of the last two years and he can be so streaky. Um, he had, uh, he's just one of those guys that will have a two-week stretch where he'll be the best outfielder in fantasy. And then he'll have a month stretch where he has two hits a week. Um, his, you look at his uh, end-of-the-season numbers and they'll be good. But he's very stressful. I don't think he's fully proven. Um, the Rays have a lot of outfielders, they've, whether they've gotten them through trades or they brought them up and developed them. I just—he's one of those guys. For as highly as he's ranked this year, I'm staying away from him. Um, so I'm just interested. What are your guys' thoughts on Austin? News? I agree with you. I mean, you—you you got a, a
3: Max Scherzer out of him last year. Um, so so he has good good uh, resonance with you. But I agree. Um, I think he is a, a very streaky player, and he's not proven up Proven enough to go in the fourth round where i I've, I've seen him taken in a lot of drafts.
0: Yeah, i i think he's getting taken a little too high. I think my main problem with him is that he's he's a bit too injury prone. He he got injured for a period last year, he got injured the season before that when he came up. Uh he i i'm afraid taking him that you're going to have a long period mid-season where he's going to be on the IR and you're going to have to replace him, and you're taking him with your third or your fourth round pick. It's a pretty high pick for someone that you're hoping gets 500 plate appearances, 550. I I, I don't I don't like that about him.
1: I think oh, one more
0: I don't like Nick
1: Um
2: He will be a bust. Yeah, he has not looked good. Um, his, his prospect profiling had him as a good uh, a good hitter, but I think. Um, he's been
3: a he is vertigo big too, unpredictable so far. Nothing, not that there's anything wrong with it, but a... no, <laughs> he has Alex Vertigo.
0: <laughs> I was watching spring training home runs on YouTube the other day, and Senzel put one out to right field, just muscled it out. He's going like two number two fifty ADP in ESPN. At least that's what I, I'm looking at. Here, I think if you're in like the 20th round, uh, Senzel's not a bad try, uh, try owning him, and then
3: uh, game five, you see he's day to day with uh, with dizziness, and then you'll get tired of it. You just drop him,
0: he's 250. But I want, to, I want him to be on my team if he's going to be muscling it out in right field. I mean, I, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get in Cincinnati. They've signed a lot of outfielders. I, I don't, I'm not sure he's going to be a, a starter. But uh, I get hyped up by spring training highlight shows just like anybody.
2: <laughs> That's a hardcore baseball fan right there. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to our busts. Or I'm sorry, our sleepers. Just you know, uh, give me two or three guys to look at, um, Eric. I'm going to start with you. Who are some guys that people are uh, so just one guy I really like this year, and
3: he's he's ranked pretty far down is Brian Reynolds. Um, he was I don't know if he finished as uh, the batting champ uh, if he had enough plate appearances, but hit over 300. Starling Marte is traded. He's only 24. Uh, I think he's a good late round flyer to take. And I also like David Peralta. Um he's ranked pretty low, but I think Arizona, I mean, getting Starling Marte, it may be a little more crowded in the outfield, but um, you know, as late round picks, I think they're in good offenses or decent offenses and will have opportunities. As a fourth or fifth outfielder, you know, they're they're somewhat proven. Um I I, I would take those two players, you know later in the draft
2: if if somebody doesn't reach. Art, what are your thoughts? There are some guys you're looking at.
0: I I really like the Peralta pick. I think he had an injury last year, but two seasons ago he had a real power breakout. I think even if he goes back to what he was before two seasons ago, he's a steady player, and you're getting him way late in the draft. I'm looking back there as well at my other guys. Mark Hanna is going almost that late. Uh, Corey Dickerson and Shin, Shin Su Chu are Shin, going Shin really Tsu late. Shin Chu is an art guy. Um, Shin Soo Chu is an on-base percentage god. <laughs> he just walks all the time. It's great. And so like, you get him, he's 228 ADP. And you're going to keep him on your team the whole season. You could almost pencil it. You can, you can almost write it in with ink. And he's 228 ADP. It's a great pick. Um, J.D. Davis is going late. He's a little bit banged up right now. But um, he hits the ball really hard. And I think he's the guy who could pop big. So someone that late who could pop is J.D. Davis. So I'm liking liking the options down here. If you're going young, Joe Adele is going way late in ESPN. He's going higher in rotisserie leagues. But Joe Adele, the the uber prospect for the Angels, is going past pick 250 in ESPN. He's someone, if you want to take a chance on someone who might not come up, He's someone who could be a big, big earner for you late in the season. If you just want to hold, sit on somebody, a prospect, Joe Adele's way late too.
2: I, it's interesting. I think it's going to come down. If you have a league where you only have one bench spot, is he going to get drafted? Because is he one of those guys that's going to be called up in the first month of the season, or are you going to have to wait half the year for him to come up? I think it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we had a guy in our league. Uh, shout out John Kennedy, a.k.a. the Prez, um, who took Jordan Alvarez. He didn't draft him, but basically picked him up three weeks to a month before he was actually called up and just stashed him um, just so he could make sure he would have him when he got called up. And sure enough, uh, he was a flat-out stud. Is, is that going to be someone that you're going to have to just kind of just take bite the bullet and just keep him on your bench? With the league that uh, for we're in, yes. longer than a month. I think so too. I think the competitive leagues he's going to be someone that David I know
3: I know one of your uh mm-hmm. uh breakout yeah. stars or, or sleepers.
2: Remove Moriano. Who is it? Uh he's not a breakout. He's no, I, I mean he's he kind of broke out already last sure. year. I'm trying to go outside the top 50 um for mine. Uh, Art hit two of the big ones. I was looking at JD Davis. Um uh, Mark Hanna are two good guys I really like. Um, so just to not repeat the same guys. I'm also looking at VCL Garcia. Um, if you would if I told you his end of the season numbers, 20 home runs seventy two RBIs, ten steals, and a two eighty two batting average that's a five that's a guy that goes in your uh, five outfielder leagues um, and I think going to a better ballpark in Milwaukee. Um, with a better lineup and more chances to play. He's not as much in a crowded outfield like with the Rays. Um, I think he could give you a lot of return on your investment. Um, Another guy I'm looking at, uh, I got to say his name, Shogo Akiyama. You love the Asians. For the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I just just like saying the names. Um, (laughs) He had, uh, in Japan, from 2017 to 2019, Um, He had 316 and averaged 23 homers and 14 steals. So this is a guy that uh, obviously in rotisserie leagues might have some more value, but um, that's a guy that's going to hit some home runs. Is going to get some steals. I do know that he's supposed to be the leadoff man for the Reds in a much better lineup. Um, So I think he could be someone that um, is a sneak, especially people that don't follow as closely aren't going to know who he is. Um, so that's someone that you might be able to snag late. He's the 74th ranked outfielder. And then one of my biggest ones, Art, I poop on, uh, the Cubs all the time. So I feel like I need to do one right. Ian Happ, um, he's absolutely destroying the ball in spring training. Um, he's looked like he's made a lot of mechanical adjustments to cut his strikeout rate down. Um, this is a guy that, um, I believe will have a chance to get a lot of playing time. Um, and, uh, he has the potential to, uh, to be a guy that, uh, again, might, right now, he's a guy that's pretty much going undrafted the way he's ranked. So um, kind of a little lottery ticket at the end. If he keeps his strikeout rate down, which he showed at the end of last year, um, this is a guy that, again, is a, a, a sleeper. Uh, the, I think the definition of Wow, a dude, I never thought I'd um, hear you say Ian half team. is a sleeper. You have trashed him for like three years in a row. I have. Do you it's, have the coronavirus? It feels are weird. Like, I don't guy? know, rinsed my mouth out with soap. I don't know. Um, any other thoughts on any other guys that we didn't touch on? No, I already trashed on Carlos Stanton. once. I'm good. Uh,
0: I like the guys. There are a lot of guys, uh, especially – on. ESPN, you're looking like Luis Arise has outfield second base eligibility. Guys who have multiple position eligibility, where well, one of them is outfield, are super valuable. Uh, you can move them around, and if they're performing well, you can pick up the best player who's on, who's on the waiver wire, and you have a position. You can drop your worst player. It's a really valuable thing. So guys like Luis Arise uh, late, guys like Kingery late, Really valuable. And uh, building your team and fleshing it out, especially if you have a tight league where you don't have a lot of positions. You want to be able to move them around, be able to pick up somebody.
2: Uh, I also feel like it's my obligation. Um, his name has been in every Jeff single McNeil. episode. I think we need to mention again Jeff McNeil. Yeah. Jeff McNeil Let's is a speaker for this one podcast. All tweeted him. And uh, asked him so he needs to be on. mentioned.
0: I would do that. I, I didn't say him only because I've said him at every other position. Je- he's, uh, he's, he's
2: like three position eligible.
0: He's amazing. <laughs>
2: Jeff McNeil, you are just a god. We just bow down to you.
0: Yeah, Jeff McNeil um, wrote an article. Do you remember the uh, the baseball coach who, who passed away in the Kobe Bryant death? Uh, the Kobe Bryant uh, helicopter crash. Jeff McNeil's
1: uh, yeah, coach on, on the, the Cape
0: Cod League was that guy whose daughter yeah he's the one who who got jeff McNeil found that's a I, I remember that story this off season that's crazy so, I so jeff, all, he's uh, yeah, yeah he's coming up everywhere I, I think
2: um I think jeff McNeil we're going to be all tweeting at you to be on our next episode um, so just keep an eye out for that if we get Jeff McNeil on um yeah and, I mean he doesn't uh, have anything better to I think do that next we too finally made probably. it so. <laughs> Hell,
0: yeah. yeah, he's he has two weeks off.
2: It's just like it's everything setting up perfectly. We might have to rename our podcast the Jeff McNeil podcast.
0: I would do that if Jeff, Jeff McNeil, McNeil
2: twenty seven. <laughs> maybe he doesn't have a family. Maybe he's uh, McNeil. for McNeil to do. <laughs> Expect some spam in your DMs from us. Um. All right. Well. Nice analysis, guys. Keep an eye for uh, next week. We'll be touching on starting pitchers, so uh, that's that everybody loves like to hear some pitching. So uh, I told Eric this art. I'm kind of glad we're doing that preview after our draft because there's guys I'm just looking at that I'm like I really am glad. I don't. I think we all are very honest and, and tell each other everything that we uh, we really like in our sleepers, and we're not trying to keep a guy hidden, so we can still be truthful who with who we like. And, yeah, uh, another reason why we, we should have a Sunday, David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, all right, let's go into our question of the week.
0: Questions? I was a week.
2: All right, so this week's question. What rule, let's assume that you're Rob Manfred. What rule would you change as MLB commissioner that currently exists? Um, So, Eric, I'm going to start with you.
3: Uniform either one D. Well, first of all, I would say uh, no sign stealing. I think that's a given. But I would either have DH for AL and NL, or I would have the pitcher hit. I don't like the two different rules for two different leagues. I think it in the ERA. In the AL is inflated. I think it's an unfair advantage to uh, pitchers in the NL. I think when judging resumes and and stats and comparing pitchers in the Hall of Fame, that does make a difference.
2: Okay, Art, what about
0: you? I I have a few that I'd like to change. I guess if I have to go, I was going to say one. Really quickly, and then I'm going to move on. I think this has to pitch the three-batter rule for a relief pitcher stinks. I think you should be able to use as many pitchers as you want. I don't care. I think it makes the game more strategic, being able to switch pitchers around more often. Anyways, okay. So, but that's not the most important one. The most important rule that needs to be changed in baseball is they need to outlaw the shift. I think that the way you would do it is you would have to – put in a rule that there has to be two people on each side of the bag on the infield, just, just something like that so that the third baseman can move over and the shortstop can move over, but they can't put three people on one side. You know, I think that having the shift has led to less base hits. It's led to the game becoming more of a power game. It's taken a lot of the, the hitters who are just good hitters, but are better at just getting base hits it's taken them out of the game and they made the power hitters made 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 them more power focused because they can't get base hits into the shift. They have to just try and pull it over the shift into the into the fences into the stands. Um, I think the shift is one of the worst or things. Or you just in gave baseball. away that you're an old man. I think they should outpaw it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the shift stinks, man. You got you gotta be you gotta agree with me on that. The shift stinks. <laughs>
2: I think they're saying, "Oh, it's this. Everybody's going to look at how batters hit, and it's the strategy involved." But I agree. It's um, if you're putting three guys on one side of the infield, um, I think it's it's kind of in a way they're like, oh, you know, show me you can hit the opposite way, but in
0: another way, it's like, yeah, you know, um, I I agree. Um, you really want big poppy bunting to the third base side, and trying to leg out a base hit. That's I mean, that's not. That's not the game. Like and everyone's like, "Oh, they could just bunt." It's like that's not that easy. It's not easy to put down a bunt on the third baseline. These guys don't bunt their entire life, and then all of a sudden, everyone shifts and they're like, "Oh, why don't you just bunt?" It's like, no. There's no there's no good way for these batters to attack it. They just got to hit home runs, and that's so it makes the game more one dimensional.
2: Well, I have one serious one, and then I have one kind of serious one. Uh, the actual one that exists that I'm not a fan of is the one that art going off of one that you were talking about got put in. Um, this one also was put in this year, the position players, pitching rule. Um, basically the show Ohtani rule. And now the rule is you have to pitch at least 20 innings or you have to, have to have played in 20 games in the field. Um, so basically getting three or more bats, you can be designated as a two way player. Um, Basically, it's the Shohei Otani's, um of the world or the Brandon McKay's of the world that are going to be able to do this. I think a lot of times when fans stay for a 16-2 to game, they'll stay the full game because they'll see uh, a, you know, a, a, an unknown position player come in and get three strikeouts. Um, yeah. It creates excitement at the end of the games when people normally it, wouldn't care. If you see a, your worst reliever come in and get the last six outs, no one's talking. But if you have your backup shortstop come in, throw 95, and get three strikeouts, then everybody's talking about the end of the game. I think they're eliminating a lot of the excitement, and they're also um, you know, uh, basically allowing more people's arms to be burned um, for no good reason. Um, so I, I hope this rule changes and they let the position players go back to pitching. Um, my other rule is, shout out to the Houston Astros, I think you should be allowed one pitch per game where you're allowed a 90-mile-an-hour fastball right down the heart of the plate, and you can call out whatever you want. So they can buzz, they can buzz it in and say, I want my 90-mile-an-hour fastball down the middle of the plate now. And it's the hitter's job to be able to put it into play and do whatever you can with it. And there's the strategy involved, because you could save it with the bases loaded. You could wait until the bottom of the ninth inning if you're down by a run. It, there's yeah. There's strategy in it. So, hey, like, Basically, there's already all these challenges and all this technology. I mean, oh, why not embrace it and, you know, give them one pitch per game. Be like, I want my 90-mile-an-hour uh, fastball down what the if middle. It, what, if, what if Tim Wakefield we'll makes a comeback and he can't throw 90? If you can't throw a fastball, then there's a problem. Or uh, basically, just throw a fastball down the middle. What if it's Don Terrell Willis? So you so want to simplify
3: it. He actually can't throw it down the middle. <laughs>
1: Dondro Willis <laughs> had a That's flyer chase true. during an intentional
3: walk. That's as, as it as a <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a throwback.
3: David, you should add your throwback. question. Um, we, <laughs> we all just okay. take random guesses well, of what player will be diagnosed with coronavirus, because I have mine. Well... Hopefully, I, you know, just random, random playing. guess. I think Jake Arietta will get it. Jake Arietta seems like the guy will get it.
2: No, because you—that's cheating. Oh, he, he did. Left today's start with an illness. Oh, I, I didn't
3: know that. I promise you. Yeah. No, I, I
1: promise you.
2: Ah, that's what they all say. <laughs> he literally left today. No, start I, with I an haven't illness. turned him on the yet. He gets the same I notifications you. I do. Okay, fair enough. What, we'll hold that we'll table that conversation. We'll have plenty of coronavirus talk. Uh, maybe that'll be our question of the week next week. Um, let's go to our last segment and let's go to our games. Ooh, Super Mario sixty four. I'm good, Eric. You know all my references. I'm in front. Uh,
1: all
2: right, so Eric, speaking. All of right, well, you am prepared you this tell week. We're playing this week. But I'm going to give you guys
3: two players, and I want you to tell me who hit more home runs. And I have an 11th one that for fun.
1: And... All
2: right, so 10 yeah, different things of which right. player hit more home runs. You guys run. ready? Okay.
3: The first one, Eugenio Sorrez. Yeah, or Jorge Soler, who hit more home runs?
2: Uh yeah, Dan, I'll we go with you. Taking first. turns guessing first, or what? Uh Jorge Soler. Art is right. You
0: right. had 49, Suarez forty-nine
3: and was second to Pete Alonso. Jorge Soler had forty-eight.
2: I knew it was I knew it was like one off. I forgot which one. I know Horace Miller right. led the the next uh, one. Art, you're
3: going first. Ronald Acuña or Freddie Freeman?
0: I th- think David Acuña had more last year. Um Didn't,
2: I'm thinking of Acuna. I think he got hurt. Um, I think it was Acuna as well. I think I feel like Freddie Freeman uh, got hurt. Well, like you got so it right, got but like your
3: numbers are way off. Acuna there. had 41 and Freddie Freeman had 38. So I'll give you half a point. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, fair enough. What? All right, David, <laughs> you're going first for the next one Hunter Renfro or Fran Mill Reyes?
2: I thought so. I've had myself on the Ah, way. good one. That's a good one. Ex-teammates. Ex-teammates. I do know that um, they both slowed down towards the end of the season. This is literally like a toss-em for sure. Um, I was looking at Fran Mill earlier. And right. I like him as a sleeper, so I'm going to say it's Fran Mill.
0: I think it's Fran as well. Well, Art, you are 37. Fran like Mill Race is the here. correct answer. He had 37.
3: Hunter Renfro had 33. So good, good job, you guys. Good job. All right. Art, you're going first for the next one. Manny Machado or Chris Bryant? You both Manny are Machado. right, but it's five It's one. Manny Machado. Manny Machado had 32 and Chris Bryan had 31. All right, David. Next one. Yeah. CJ Crone or Danny Santana?
2: CJ Crone started hot, I know, and then he cooled off as well. Danny Santana heated up. Um, now there's the opportunity if you're trying to throw a curveball, I think I think it ended up Art. being CJ Crone. All right, well, David,
3: Art's I think Danny Santana, Danny Santana uh, 28. CJ had 25. <laughs> all right, Art's a perfect five for five. Let's see if he can he can do it all. All right, David. Bert, is it Art's turn first this time? All right, all right. Next one, Bo Bichette. Yeah, or Andrelton Simmons.
0: Bo Bichette.
3: Ah, I see, I didn't get you with that. Yeah, cover I think ball. It's Beau it Bichette. was Bo Bichette.
2: I had him, so I remember him really just like killing it in the last year with Simmons had more yeah, than was injured
0: for a lot of last year, too. Had though. Yeah.
1: Oh, All is right. that right? I didn't know that. The next yeah, one, Battle of the Max. David,
3: yeah. yeah, you're first. Max Muncy or Max Kepler?
2: Max Kepler.
1: Max Art, Muncy at 35, Kepler at 34.
3: Max Kepler had 36, and Max Muncy had 35. Oh. Except for oh. CJ Crow.
2: I'm pretty good with the twin questions. <laughs> all right. yeah. one. He's not a oh, real man. twin, though. He was a rental. It's David's turn to go first, right? All. all
3: right, Art. Mm-mm. I just want to one first. Whit Merrifield yeah, or Victor Robles?
0: Um, Robles had more.
2: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think Robles finished with close to 20 and Merrifield had like. Uh, you both in, are right. Like,
3: Victor Robles teams. at 17 and Whit Merrifield had 16.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. I, didn't I thought it was, was like close. 19 All right,
2: and David, or something.
0: You're yeah, I thought it was the like. Next one. Yeah, something like that.
3: Randall Gritchick or Reese Hoskins?
2: Uh I think uh Gritchick had more actually. All right, you both all right,
3: Randall. Yeah, Gritchick I think it's Gritchick as well. And Reese Hoskins had 29. All right, this is the last one. Art,
0: you're go- Art, you're Oh, dang it.
1: <laughs> I like
0: yeah. I like Hoskins this year. He's he's slipped a good amount. Uh, yeah. just, just to say that. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so I like right, Brinson. First. Or Troy Tolowitzki. Oh, gosh. Louis Brinson.
2: Yeah. This is the last one, Eric. Uh, I feel like you said Troy Tolowitzki. Just because it's such an off one that's actually going to be him and he didn't even play. Well, well, you're, you're right. Troy so,
3: Tolowitzki had one home run and 11 at bats. Lewis Brinson had zero and 226
2: at bats.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, I thought Brinson had one. Okay, well, and, it's a tie. And, and, and but my tiebreaker is just a <laughs> funny one. <laughs> so,
3: who had more home runs? Michael Lorenz All right. <laughs> who had more home runs? Michael Lorenzen in the 2018 season or John Carlos Stanton last year?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen, Lorenzen had four home runs
3: and I think it was 30. 30- oh, wait. I actually do have one more. Uh, yeah, but my, Michael Lorenzen had four okay. home runs right. and I think. Uh thirty-seven at bats and John Carlo had three and fifty seven at bats. Just to just to prove John Carlo Stanton is awful. All right. Here is here is the real tiebreaker. <laughs> and David, you're going first with this. This is the pitcher's one. Zach Granky or Jacob DeGrom? Alright. Granky. Ah, you both are right. I thought maybe the the move to the yeah, AL Granke. would would uh, confuse you. Zach Granky had three, and Jacob Degrom had two. All right, well it's a tie then.
2: All right, you want me to look? That's no yeah, one, it's, it's a tie. Like pick a no, number no, between I'm one gonna, and pick a number between one and ten or one real quick.
0: Why don't we guess? Guess art closest to RBI to we tie again let me pull on this the list next right one. here. All right,
3: I wasn't expecting you to tie with 11 questions, but you guys are both just so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just
0: picking what he was picking at the end. Hopefully, you guys agree on at least one of them. Write it out.
3: All right. All right, here's a good one Kyle, or you're going first. Kyle Schwarber or Josh Donaldson? (laughs)
0: Yeah, Kyle Schwarber.
2: Home runs last year. You know what? I think I think the answer is Kyle Schwarber, but just because I don't want to go against uh, the Twins and my guy that just they got signed him. David, I'm always listen to your Josh first instinct. It was Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, I figured. I figured, well, I figured we'd, we'd be here all night. <laughs> yeah, art's
3: perfect uh, in these.
0: Games. Well, I still like the win. <laughs> I will take it.
3: I'll oh, take I it. forgot he was perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good game, you guys. You both know
2: a lot of baseball. All right. Well. That was yeah.
0: Fun. Well played, sir.
2: Yes, yeah, so we'll have to have round two again next time.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: All right. Well, again, we'll be here every week uh, throughout the non-baseball season as the Corona season kicks in. And we will be um, here during baseball season. So just keep listening to us. Um, Send questions in again. You can find Art Art Tornabeni at art underscore T underscore Z, Eric at Eric underscore E underscore Men underscore D, uh, and we'll be doing starting pitchers next week. Um, you can also find us on Spotify and on iTunes. Just download the five tool fantasy baseball podcast and you can listen to us anytime. Please uh, give us, uh, some five, give us five star reviews, favorite our podcast. Um, this is going to do it so that we'll mm-hmm. really be able to give you great content all season long. Um, and we look forward to uh, finishing up our previews next week, and then we can kind of um, have a little bit more loose and um, kind of touch on certain areas we want to talk about. So, um, Guys, don't guys, forget to tweet you want to say Jeff before McNeil, we, uh, and always remember that off John here.
3: Carlos Stanton is made of glass.
0: Use hand sanitizer. Yeah! Wash your hands. Let's get this baseball season going.
2: I like it. I like it. I like it. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week for Starting Pitcher Previews. You ready? 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.